head about thought-provoking topics? Read along with a stress-free book club that fits into a busy lifestyle. From out of the pages to real life, explore the fine line between fiction and nonfiction as we pull from bestsellers that will change your life. Tune in to our bi-weekly book club of mind-bending and empowering stories hosted by Nova Lorraine, founder of Rain Magazine, and her two co-hosts, Toby Santagato and Barbara Donato. Welcome to another episode of Tuesday's Book Club. I am so excited to be here for another show with my favorite co-hosts, Toby Santagato and Barbara Donato. Hey, ladies. Hi. Hello. And for those of us that are joining us for the first time, we are all about finding not only bestseller books, but books that really challenge us to grow. A lot of them may be controversial, but that's okay. We read them, we explore them, and we see where it's going to take us and what we can learn from them. But despite if they're controversial or not, they are going to transform your life. And so if you haven't yet, please subscribe so you do not miss any episodes of Tuesday's Book Club, which is exclusively on the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network. And then if you haven't seen our site, it's Pink Kangaroo with a U you'll be able to visit pinkkangaroo.com and discover a lot of other really incredible transformational shows. So let's just jump in, guys. This is season two. This is our last book of season two. And I was a little hesitant in recommending this, but I'm so glad that I did it. And we are all going to go into how (laughs) it led up to this book being our final book, which is going to be exciting. But I want to just here, what are your thoughts? Like off the bat, before we get into the publisher's notes and everything else, what are your thoughts? Well, I was in Florida at the beach and I was listening to the very beginning and I was like, oh no, you didn't, Nova. <laughs> I knew it. I was like, no. I, and I'm like, okay, every time we, you know, because we each of us shares, we pick three books out of the season usually. And every time I've been hesitant, it's always blown my mind. So I w- worked through that hesitation. But I was like, She knows that my mom took me to Silva Mind Control when I was a kid. She knows I had to go to all these pyramid things. And the beginning was like that. It was like, it's very metaphysical. And I was like, oh, no, 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 (laughs) no. But I made it through and I love this book. I am actually listening to it immediately after again, which I've never actually done, not back to back because I felt so inspired that I want to keep being inspired. So, yep, always have faith in my ladies. (laughs) <laughs> but you know what, Toby? I knew when I recommended this book, I'm like, I'm going to hear it from Toby. I know. <laughs> Dude, not cool. But no, I love it. I really, I can't say enough. I know we're going to dive into it, but thank you so much for recommending it. It's, it's a game changer. It absolutely is. What are your thoughts, Barbara? Definitely a game changer. I, this book, when I first started reading it, I was like, I don't know. I don't know about this, but I did find myself in the middle of reading it. I had to close it. It was just, too powerful for me to really process, you know, and I I had to put it down and I had to like kind of absorb what I was reading. And then once I really was able to take it all in the excitement of finishing the book and like Toby, I found myself rereading it again. And I also bought the book (laughs) so that I can, cause I was listening to the audio book. So I had to not reread, re-listen, but then I bought the book so I can reread it and then just kind of process it 
and just take segments. And that's what I've been finding myself doing, like going from this chapter, this process, as we'll talk about that in a little bit more. I'm so happy you recommended this book, Nova. I love it. I love it. I am just happy that I am rereading it again. I mean, it's absolutely transformational. And before we get into all the reasons why we're even making these comments, let's dive into what the publisher has to say so our listeners have a little context of the book. Ask and It Is Given by Esther and Jerry Hicks, which presents the teachings of the non-physical entity, Abraham, will help you learn how to manifest your desires so that you're living the joyous and fulfilling life you deserve. As you read, you'll come to understand how your relationships, health issues, finances, career concerns, and are more influenced by the universal laws that govern your time, space, and reality, and you'll discover powerful processes that'll help you go with the positive flow of life. It is your birthright to live a life filled with everything that is good, and the book will show you how to make it so in every way. So those are the notes from the publishers. Would you guys agree with how they describe the book? Would you describe it in another way? Hmm. I don't know. I think that everybody, it's true, but I also think that it's one thing they say in the book is that wherever you are in your life is you'll get what you're meant to get. And I think that it should say that as well. It's about your journey. I guess it sort of says that. What about you, Barbara? Yeah, I agree with that. I think that the description should be, should give us a little bit more. I think it's a little bit more powerful than what is described. Yeah. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I just kind of feel like it just doesn't really grasp how awesome this book is. I don't know if it can though. And I I have to say that even I feel like our two seasons, like if I could prescribe, you know, if we could control people, I'd say, listen to season one, listen to season two, because for me, every time we listen to a book, I'm like, I'm now ready for it. And I'm sure other people are ready, but this journey with the three of us, I'm much more ready for this book now than I think I would have been you know, in season one, or I would have gotten something different out of it, but I'm loving what I'm getting out of it right now. And it's a game changer for me, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Funny story. When I was reading this book, the, everything that kept popping into my mind was, I'm so happy I read Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now. Yes, mm. for sure. <laughs> I was like, if I hadn't read that book first. <laughs> for sure. Sometimes when I'm fighting with my husband, Robert, I'll be like, you're not doing the power up now. <laughs> Why does it matter? Let it go. For sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. For sure. Yeah, that was me. I was like, I needed to read that book. I yes. needed to read that book for me to be able to even like register this one. You know what I yes. mean? I don't think I would. I mean, all of the books that we've read kind of pretty much this book is the perfect book to end our season. It is. Thank you, Nova. Well, thank you guys for agreeing to read it. And I am just grateful that I have the platform to give me the excuse to read it. I mean, this is reread it. This book has been on my mind. I kid you not, like heavily on my mind for the last couple of years. And there was always an excuse to, oh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And when I suggested it, it was literally like, no, you need to read this book now, (laughs) Nova. And how are you going to fit this in? is because you're going to do it as part of the podcast. So there you go. (laughs) And I do also agree that in the sequence of these books, I can't stress enough the timing of how perfect the knowledge that we receive from it, you know, that I receive from it was just 
so on time. And I feel that it allows us to continue to level up each and every book. It's like even the the fictional stories that we read, uh, The Nightingale, there's every single one of them have been so instrumental and so perfect in its timing. So yeah, let's jump in. I want to say, just to give a little more context of you know why this is a little more authentic to the authors, is learning more about Jerry Hicks' background. And I'm just recently finding this out. I had no idea that he grew up super poor. And to the extent where his mother would allow their neighbor's cow to wander into their property so she can get milk for his baby brother. And he went on to then become a multimillionaire. But what I did know shortly after reading this book for the first time, which was, oh gosh, like 2013, 2014, so many years ago, what I was so intrigued after reading this book and a little freaked out <laughs> that I started, started doing more research about the authors. And at the time I realized that the um, book that led or was very instrumental in, in Jerry's success and that led him to this experience was Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich. So I then read that book afterwards. And again, they both tied so nicely together. But this book, going back to the comment about the description and the summary, is so powerful. But you have to almost be ready for it because there's so much. One reading, one, like sitting down and reading it for the first time is not going to be your last time. You literally are going to want to get out your highlighter, your pen, your pencil, and go chapter by chapter and pull out what you need at that point in your life. And I, even though I read it so many years ago, I knew I needed some of that knowledge right now based on like all that is happening. Yeah. And I listened to it and I definitely think that it's okay to listen to it, but I think it would be really like, I'm going to go ahead and buy the book version because there's things, there's like recommendations and different things that you can do to achieve these emotions and these positive vibrations. And, you know, I'm not going to be able to do that in the audio. So I, I recommend to any listener to, if you want to do both, but definitely think this is a good book version to get. So which points do you guys want to touch on? I mean, I almost want to go through <laughs> chapter by chapter, but I know we don't have enough time to do that, at least in as much depth that we would like to. But it does open up with the concept of the power of feeling good now. So Barbara, you mentioned the power of now, and you're so glad that you read that book before this one. And Toby, you agreed. Why is that? Well, one of the first things I think um, I had stated was I got scared a little bit <laughs> when I read this book because chapter three, you do create your own reality. There's an emphasis in the first part of the book where it says that you, what you manifest, what you think about, what you feel, those strong feelings is what you attract. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And for me, coming from a place of anxiety and, you know, some, you know, and again, everybody's different. But for me, like I grew up in the church, it was always so doom and gloom. So I always felt like I needed to be in control of every single thing in my life, my marriage, my kids, like everything. Like, and so when I wasn't in control of a situation, it was always like I would think about everything and anything that could go wrong because I wasn't there. What I loved about The Power of Now was it taught me to not think that way. It taught me to focus on the now, to focus on the present. And it made me realize that my husband's journey is my husband's journey. My children's journey is my children. What I can control is me. Mm -hmm. 
And I needed to, one, be able to accept that. And two, I needed to control, you know, not even so much control, but I needed to stay in the moment. Like we, you know, I think the Bible has this thing like you can't uh, worry, you know, each day has enough trouble of, of its own. Don't worry about the future. Don't worry about the past. Worry about the present, you know, or not worry, but stay in the present. Mm. And learning to stay in the present has helped me a lot with my anxiety. Mm. But when it was like, you could control this and that, it like kind of brought it back. Like, what? Like, right. if I think like, if my son isn't here and I'm like, oh my goodness, he's going to go out and he's going to go on a drinking binge and, you know, <laughs> is he going to go out on a drinking binge? Because I thought that, that kind mm. of thing. And it was yeah. like, so I started to worry about, am I manifesting these horrible things that could potentially happen? But you know what, ladies, I'm going to tell you some crazy. I'm going to tell you some crazy. My sister, I have a twin. When we were young adults to now, we were, she was talking to me about a couple of weeks ago about something. And I just happened to say to her, I was like, you know, because I was just thinking about, she was talking about a past uh, situation that she had and it moved on to the present. And I said to her, I said, dang, Linda, you know, every time you want something, you get it. Mm. And she was like, yeah. And I said to her, and mind you, this is me in the middle of reading this book. And she said, yeah. And I said, how, like, what do you do? Like, what do you do to, to get those things? She goes, I think about it. I dream about it. Mm. I want it. And I make <laughs> it happen. <laughs> this is also the same sister who was like outstanding in math. And I would ask her, how do you get there? She goes, you just get it. It's just one plus one. <laughs> like, she's one of those. You got a lot of that. So, but I was just like, so... Like I was fascinated by, and I told, I said, do you realize that you are just like three fourths way into the book I'm reading and you haven't even read this book yet? (laughs) Right. You're already doing it. I was like, you're already doing it. And like, we talked about it. We ended up calling my best friend, um, Lisa. And she was just like fascinated too. Cause she's like, you know what, Linda, she's absolutely right. You decided that this is what you wanted to do. Come hell or high water, you are going to achieve it and things just come to you. And not to say that she doesn't work towards it, but it we always felt like it was so magical. <laughs> like, like even like relationships, even like at like pretty much anything, like I want that car. And that car was gonna she and we would be like, how's she gonna get that car? She got and she got the car. I want those Gucci boots. You know what? But when you think back to the moments in your life when you put a whole lot of emotion into something and it came to pass, it's truly using one of the processes that's mentioned in this book. Absolutely. And that's what's so powerful. Like you could think back and go, oh, oh yeah, that happened. Like I actually made that happen. You may not have been intentional, you know, like knowing the secret sauce behind it. It's so true. The intentionality is insane. So I'm listening to this book and we're, my husband and I obsessively, we have tandem-itis, which is all we do is ride our tandem bike now. We fell in love with that. And so he wanted a new one. He wanted this KHS, blah, 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 long story. And he'd been looking for like over a month. And I just like pulled him aside. and I said, you know, Rob, if you wanted it, we had it 24 hours later. What? I swear to God, he, he found a guy who knew a guy that told a guy, he said the whole day calling people. We found a guy that all he does is sell tandems. He's only an hour from us in like, I love it. not that far. And we went to the guy, it's at his house. He had like, he had like 200 tandems. We rode like five back and forth and we went home with a new tandem. And it was because I sat him down and I said, it's literally, I know if you wanted it. So stop saying you want it and go get us one. 
And sure enough, and like a month earlier, people were saying, you'll never get one. They're backward. They don't exist, blah, blah, blah. And I said, no, 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 stop. I think every house purchase we've made, and we've lived in a lot of houses, has been like that. It's always been this like impossible situation. And I don't know why. I don't know. What, why, why am I attracting that? But And then we come up with this solution or strategy that seems so crazy and so far out, but we are so intently focused on it. And we know we're going to get that house. Like we just know it. It's just a knowing. And like Barbara said, it's not just, oh, we close our eyes and we open them and, and we're in the house. It does take steps to get there. But every single home that we really, really wanted, we got. And I, I think the, what I love about this book, it's truly for me, a how-to guide to get what you want. If you have been asking for a bunch of stuff and you can't figure out why it's happened, or if you're on a bad luck streak and you don't know why, if your neighbor always looks like they're getting everything, they're living their best life. And it's not just on Instagram, but in real life, they're living their best life and you don't know the secret and want to know. It literally breaks it down that anything that we want. And then if you have read the Bible and follow those scriptures, and but it says, ask and you have received it in past tense. So just by thinking about it and wanting it, it's yours. And this book says, okay, well, for those of you who've heard about that, well, here's some theories behind why it works and how it works. And this is how you can make it work for you. I love it. And you know, it's, you mentioned God. That was my mom. My mom, my mom was the same way in certain aspects. And she would say, and I would say to her, how can we got to do this? Do we got to do it? She goes, leave it in God's hands. He's already taken care of it. Did you pray for it? Yep. It's done. And I just look at her like, <laughs> <laughs> it's done. <laughs> what? You know, I mean, again, you, you got to work towards it, but she always had the confidence that at the, that there was going to be a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And that pot of gold was always there. I mean, it was just, and that's what I love about this book. I think a lot of people like my mother, like yourself, Nova, you, Toby, that have the, you know, my sister that have, that already, that do it uh, subconsciously. And this book gives you a way to do it consciously, a way to purpose, to be purposeful in your intent. So if this is what you're going to do, I'm going to consciously work towards this because I know at the end of the day, this is for me anyway. And that's what I love about the book. Yeah. And you know, what's so cool is that it's so positive. Like it's like this feel good, like you can be anything you want. You can have anything you want. You could do anything you want. And then the first reaction when I first read this book was like, yeah, right. Like that was my first like gut reaction. And as you continue to read through the book, and if you can get through those initial thoughts of either resistance or negativity or doubt, and you're able to get through the book, you start realizing like, oh, this actually makes sense. And you start thinking about examples all around you and within your own life where you actually put these things into action. It may have been a good experience or a not so good experience. You can back up everything that's said in this book, which is crazy. No, and I think it's, they talk about vibrational energy and you know me, I'm like, wait, what? Uh, no, we're not doing this. Oh my God. <laughs> oh hell no. But I think what it means for me is like when you are in a uplifting and positive space, people are drawn to you. So what you want presents in the world in a positive way, meaning you're not manipulative. If you're genuinely excited at an idea, 
and you present that idea of what you want for yourself and the world in a way that's it's infectious. And people are like, they buy in because you believe you're not, it's organic. You organically believe. The mm. other, and it's true. So I very, I will make it a brief statement, but we have a grand opening and my husband sent an email by accident to me a couple days before my birthday, go buy cake mix. I'm not kidding, ladies. I'm like, babe, I love you, but you sent that to me, not you. And I told you, I didn't want you to make me a cake. I wanted that new bakery in town, Pastry Lou. I wanted pastries from there. So Ariel and I go on my birthday. Like, you know, after 30 years, it was actually hilarious. I go there on my birthday and I'm meeting all the people and I'm telling them about this grand opening and do they want a food booth, blah, blah, blah. And that we're going to have artists present their work on in our gallery. We have a new gallery there. And the lady behind the counter goes, and I'm excited. I'm excited about my grand opening. I'm proud. And they knew it. And the lady behind the counter goes, my dad's an artist, but he's dying of brain cancer. And I'm like, well, he, and I, by the way, I didn't have a fourth artist. So I go, well, he has to be my fourth artist. And my, my daughter, Ariel looks at me and she taps me and she says, look up and everyone has tears in their eyes. I will hold that story to the rest of my life. Mm. So then chart my, I know it was wonderful. And Charlie then says, wait, we were going to put this gallery system that you have to put in so you can hang artist work and you can move it around and it's very professional. We were going to do it right before our grand opening. And my daughter, Charlie goes, hey, let's do it now. Let's invest that $1,000 now so we mm-hmm. can get this gentleman's art up, all of it, because the space is going to be shared with four artists. And we we then had their his son come in and put, hang all the art. Wouldn't you know that we're having like a gathering with their family? And like what yeah and they're so happy in the arts in our studio but like that's the whole thing is I didn't go in there thinking about what I didn't even have the intentionality was just to share and buy pastries (laughs) right but you were in that good feeling space you wanted delicious you know these delicious pastries and you're feeling good and it was your birthday and you know that was a special day what if I went in there sulking? Oh, my husband, I told him I was. <laughs> would I have met those people? Would I have shared my experiences? Would I have been happy? No, I would have walked in, bought pastries, mm. probably been mad. But I didn't I didn't care at all. I thought it was just an opportunity to go with my daughter. So it's literally the way you, it's like, you know, the whole thing, make lemonade. I mean, if you just every day took what you had and looked at this, because two different people are going to look at the same thing differently. If I walked in there upset and, disgruntled that my husband was going to bake me a cake right yeah. and, and not do what I asked he never did yeah blah 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 but I didn't I was so excited and happy and that's how you have to be in the world and that's what this book explains like it's how you present yourself authentically happy the world is your oyster that is yeah. so true at the very very least if you take nothing else away from this book it's the very first statement whereas the power of feeling good now And Mm -hmm. if you just hold that feeling whenever, wherever, just really focus on how can I feel good right now? And then it goes on to explain all the wonderful things that can come from that and how you can get to that good feeling. But I think the underlining thing is going back to the power of now (laughs) and the theories behind Eckhart Tolle's book you bring that into feeling good now, the power of feeling good now, you bring those two concepts together and then everything falls into place. And then you can get as specific as you want, which a book talks about health, money, relationships, material things, being more spiritual, like whatever it is that you desire, 
you can have. And it's not about judging what you desire. It's just getting you to the point to realize that if you allow yourself to get it, whatever it is that you're looking for, if you allow it, not just ask, because I think the easy part is, oh, I want that car. I want better health. I want, you know, get into this school. I want this raise, whatever that thing is that, you know, a lot of people are thinking about. The ask, I think is the easier part of it. The harder part is I'm worthy enough. I believe in my circumstances, situations, experiences enough to actually receive it. And I think that is what allows us to always shoot for that, that lower hanging fruit, as opposed to the biggest, brightest, you know, largest fruit at the top of the tree. Cause like, oh, there's no way I can get to that. I can't reach it. How am I going to get there? If I try climbing the tree, I might fall. I might break a bone and all these other things. But you're looking at the top of the tree. You're saying, oh, I really want that. It looks so juicy and sweet and amazing, but uh, I'll just take this half ripened fruit here that's in front of me. And I think Barbara was talking before we got on the podcast and just about fear and how fear can really be really a, a handicap. And I think the thing is, if you go out there and it's not even that I, so there's what you know, right? I did the landmark form and I learned this there and I'll never forget this. It's, it's these lessons. It's, you know what you know and know, you know what you don't know. I know I can't speak German. I know that I have two daughters, but there's what you don't know you don't know. And on the other side of fear is what you don't know you don't know is joy. Uh. And you know, there's one of the things that I love about the book too. And in a simplistic sense, it talks about just thinking forward. Right. Hmm. One of the things where it says, the longer you think thoughts, the stronger they, they become, your attention invites it in. They use an example of wanting a car. Right. So you're sitting in your old car. When you want a car, when you're sitting there going, okay, I want a car, I need a car, or not, not need a car, but it's how to think, how to think positively, how to think, how to have that forward thinking where it's like, if you talk about the car that you want, ooh, for instance, I would like a Jeep Renegade, midnight blue, uh, <laughs> with leather tan interior. So I talk about it, I visualize it, I think about it, I look it up, I work towards that car. So I'm thinking about want that car. You're going that vibration is going to attract. Well, you're starting to that research car, it, you right? know, to you. Yeah, you're starting to reach it. That, but if you start thinking about stuff like. If you're sitting in, even though I love my six nine, so I, I love my six nine ladies, but let's just say I don't. And I start thinking about, oh, I can't wait to get my Jeep because it doesn't have this or it doesn't have that. It, you know, my CX nine, you know, what's gray. Yeah, yeah. So you start thinking about the things that are lacking in your present, in the present tense, in your current time. You're going to attract what's lacking. Definitely. So mm. you're going to attract mm-hmm. the. This CX-9, I'm going to end up getting, I won't be able to afford my Jeep, you know, for whatever, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm going to end up getting, only being able to afford another CX-9 with the gray interior and because that's all I'm thinking about. Right. You're thinking about it and then it manifests itself. It manifests itself. It's like yeah. the bike. Robert stopped thinking about how this bike wasn't foundable and he started looking for people that were, had them available. Exactly. It's literally a simple mind shift. It's either yep. no one has them or I'm yep. going to find one. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. And then you know what happens? You find it. It is somewhat is about knocking on doors. But if I knock on a door and think to myself, why would they want this? 
They're not mm. going to want it because you genuinely don't think they do. So they're not mm. going to. I'm sorry for interrupting you, but I was so excited about this one thought that jumped into my head. You can do it. Nova, we were on, like, there's a little app called Clubhouse and Nova was doing a room and there was a young lady that was in that room. And I don't know if you recall this, Nova, where she talked about how she was going to get funding. Oh, yeah. And she said that before (laughs) she even walked into that room, she knew she was going to get that funding. She knew it. She knew she was going to get it. So she goes into the room and when she speaks to the investors, she doesn't say, I'm hoping you're, you know, that you guys give me this money. She like says something along the lines of when y'all give me this money, this is what I'm going to do with it. Or which one of y'all or, or something along the lines of, so who's going to give me more? Like, I know y'all are already going to give me the money. Who's giving me more? Because this is what I'm going to do. And she didn't have a business plan. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. That, now that is powerful thinking. Nothing. <laughs> she knew what her end game was right. and she knew that they were going to give her that money. She didn't go in there thinking they weren't. It was right. It was just mind blowing. They gave yes. her money, by the way. They gave her that money. It really is about belief though. I mean, I'm what I'm trying to say, it's about authentic belief, not you saying yourself, I better believe this so that they believe it. It's like when you really believe something, like truly believe it, like even my back to my grand opening, you know, people are like, well, how can you charge that for the event? How can you try? And I'm like, what do you mean? I have six musicians coming in. But it's if you truly believe in something authentically, I, I have to say that over and over again, it happens because you know, it's right. And that's why it's really important to be able to present positivity. And that's where your emotions come in. And that's where the feelings come in. Because the vibration, when you feel you know, because you, like you said, um, Toby, you can feel, you can say it. Yeah, this is going to work. But if your feelings, your emotions, your belief system, it, it's not strongly behind that. It's really just a sentence that you just said. You have to truly, like, it's like you true, have to mentally, physically, everything needs to be in that attraction, in that sentence for you to be able to attract. It yeah. To and you. Uh, another thing that, that someone said to me once, you know, you'll hear people say like, well, I'm only dishonest with that person, but I'm not with that person. Again, when I did that forum years ago, they said, whatever quality you have, it is in everything. So if you have a something, if you have a positive quality, you treat the world positively. If you do a white lie, you, you know, you'll hear people say like, well, it was only a white lie, but I only do that with my mother. No, 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 no. You're touching it everywhere. So this, these tenets of this book, what's really great about it is it's not just about, say, like a goal you have with your work or a goal you have with a company. It's about relationships. If I, you know, I've been married 31 years. It's insane to think that way. And it has been up, down, up, down. But what I realized lately is I'm so lucky. And you know what? Wow. I really believe that. I have the greatest guy and it, it's shifted everything. And it is like a blessed woman. He's the most devoted father. And it's this, he's the same exact guy, guys. He really is. I just hilarious. understand <laughs> that he's just a good person and how yeah. lucky we are to have him. So it's like a magic button, but it really does work. And it's how you perceive the world is what is going to show up for you. Absolutely. So true. I mean, one of the chapters, the title is you are a receiver and transmitter. And so you are giving out and you're attracting at the same time. And that is anything. So it can be negative thoughts, negative experiences, or positive thoughts and positive experiences. And once you realize that you have control of choosing the negative or the positive, I think that's when the shift happens. I think that a lot of times we're coasting through life, 
and we're not really paying attention to our emotions. We're not really paying, yeah, oh, I know when I'm mad, and but we're not really paying attention to the consequence of those emotions and what that then turns into and manifests into. And I think that we also aren't giving ourselves enough credit for our own power, our own power of thought and energy and in whatever form that comes in. And once we, again, recognize that and we can say, oh, well, I am actually in control of my circumstances. I'm in control of my reality and this is how I can control it. And when everything may seem out of control, the one thing I can always control for those that are of sound mind are our, are my thoughts. And so if I can choose in the morning, I can choose to think about the sky. I can think about what's for dinner that night. I can think about a trip I want to go on. There's no one that could stop me from what I'm thinking. So if you have the choice to think of things that bring you joy or things that don't, what would you choose? It's so simple. It's kind of mind-blowing, isn't it? It is so simple. It's so simple that you're like, wait, (laughs) what? So you're just telling me all I have to do is? (laughs) It really is. It's the interpretation of an event, even. There's events that occur, and it's what. how are you going to manage the event? You know, are are you going to do point A or point B? There are things that happen that are unfortunate, but it's what you do with it. Are you going to rally? Are you going to be like, okay, well... Oh, you know what my daughter said the other day, which was amazing. This was a good one. We, we got to hold on to this. It's very similar. We lost the dancer. We have a contract, but people do what they do. And she goes, when we lose someone, we get a better one. Yeah. We rise right. up. We rise up. So, and that's the way to, if you take life in that, you know, if you lost a dancer or you lost a venue, instead of being like, oh my God, this is the end of the world. Yeah. It is upsetting because you invest the time. I'm not saying not to be upset, but the best way to get around it is then make it even better. Like, that's right. And that's just, and that's an attitude too. It's what, how are you going to deal with adversity? Well, you make it not an adversity. You make it like a, almost like a blessing. Like, okay. I love that. Yeah, I do as well. Cause we hear about these phrases, hear phrases all the time that's, you know, thrown around and we don't think anything of it, but when one door closes, another door opens and taking it to the next level where, oh, if that was taken away or that went away or then something, it's just making room for something better, right? So then you start getting excited. You're not focused on the loss. You're focused on not just the gain, but the greater gain, which then raises your energy, your vibrational energy. We're talking Jerry Hicks terms, Esther and Jerry Hicks terms, your vibrational energy, that feeling good emotion to then attract something even greater. So there is some science behind it, but the concept is where you are right now, how can you feel better? And then just focus on that. And then you will attract those things that make you feel better. Like it's just that. And you know, I wanted to say too, for our listeners, if I can interject a bit, this is not all like unicorns and rainbows and unicorns and rainbows and don't think about horrible things because life happens. What it is, is accepting. There are going to be times when, yes, we have to, there are feelings and the book talks about this, where there are times when we're angry and we have fear and we have certain negative emotions. And yes, we do have to process it. We do have to feel those, but it's not about swimming in it. That's the point. We're not going to swim in it. We're not going to bask in the negativity We're going to say, okay, I accept it. And now it's time for me to move forward. 
That's right. Right. And I think, Barbara, we were on our way somewhere, Robert and I, and I forgot my headphones and we were, we were actually going to record this like a month ago. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. So I started to play it and he was like, I don't want it out loud. And then, so my husband has an autoimmune disease and I said, can I play this one section in it? And, and you know, it was amazing timing, right? Cause it's the one section and he's in the car with me. And I said to him, can I play this one section for you? know, like whispering <laughs> and he's like, okay. And it just talked about like, when you have medical issues, the worst thing you can do is dive into them. And with autoimmune diseases, you do feel unwell. But if you are going to then, as soon as you wake up in the morning, you go, do I feel unwell? Am I unwell today? Am I going to be unwell? Am I going to be unwell? It will literally show up for you. But if you wake up and even if you don't feel that great, if you say to yourself, okay, this is what I'm feeling. And you, you kind of push it aside. It's, I'm not saying you don't have self-care. But it is a very dangerous to dive into illnesses because you're you are still as young as you're ever going to be today, and you're probably could possibly get worse. So you have to take every moment and have self care, but also not go down a deep hole of paying attention to what's wrong. Don't pay attention to what's wrong because that's exactly what manifests. The next minute, you know, you're in bed for three weeks. Mm. It was really inspiring. If anybody deals with that, I actually have a very bad back. And I learned this lesson a long time ago. Unfortunately, didn't apply it to all other things until I came across this book. But I did apply it with my back is I just almost never think about it. And I deal because of that much better than when I do think about it. Even if someone tells me they have a bad back and I share with them about my bad back, you know what? My back actually hurts worse the next day because I am focusing on that thing. So I think it was, there's a, I don't remember what part of the book Nova, but they talk about being sick and how to deal with that in a positive way, which is weird. It's very weird way to think about that, but it's excellent. No, it is excellent. And I love how they touch on health and they touch on wealth. (laughs) They touch on debt relationships. There's so many things and there are very specific processes that they explain that'll allow you to get to that highest level or that feeling that you're seeking. And, you know, they have an emotional scale going back to what Barbara was saying is that, yeah, it's not all about, oh my gosh, you're going to be feeling amazing every single day, every minute of the day, blah, 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 because life happens. But the point is to pay attention to your feelings. And when you are feeling in that lower space, may it be anxiousness or jealousy or depression, or rage, or doubt, or fear, like all these things that may have come across our lives, when you pay attention to that and do just one thing that can get you to a better feeling place. They're not asking you to go from rage to bliss within seconds. The whole point is to focus on moving to a better feeling a lighter emotion, a happier emotion, whatever that is, as quickly as you can. Because Think about your happy place. Remember, that's one of the things. Think about like, where is your favorite place? If you could be in your favorite place. And if you envision that, it almost like, it's like, a ma- it's magic. You can start feeling yeah. like, it's, it's pretty cool. It is. And then there may be a person in your life that just, no matter what, brings a smile on your face. You know, it could be a new addition to the family or... It could be a pet or your favorite food or your happy place, whatever that location is. Maybe it's a favorite article of clothing and how you feel in it. It's just one thing, a song, 
one thing that can make you feel a little better. I want to address the focus thing because what you were saying, Toby, about what you focus on is what you're bringing to you. So if you're focusing on back pain, you're going to continue to feel back pain, right? And so chapter 21 says, you're only 17 seconds away from 68 seconds to fulfillment. And I was like, wait, when, when I first heard that, I was like, what? 17 seconds away from 68 seconds of what? Like, you know? <laughs> but basically it goes into the longer you think about something with the greater amount of emotion, the faster you're going to see that come to pass. So Barbara mentioned her sister always getting what she wants. And if she, she said, well, I think about it. I dream about it. I mean, she's putting a lot of attention and I want it, which means there's a lot of emotion behind it. I mentioned the example of every house that we've really wanted, we got. Well, guess what? There was a lot of attention. It wasn't just me. It was my husband. It, were, it was our kids, you know, maybe our parents. Everyone's putting their energy on this. And there's all these steps to it. So we're concentrating on this and we're feeling really good because we're like, well, this all will work out. We'll be here. And that makes us feel good. And, and so you can think back to those moments in life where you put a lot of really, really positive energy and attention to something, it turned out. And you could think about the same thing on the negative side as well. And then, you know, you hear those stories about the lucky person. Oh, they're so lucky. Well, maybe <laughs> they're being very intentional about what they want and they're putting a lot of emotion and attention and attention to it. The same goes with the, with the unlucky person. If it's always what was me, if it's always things are always happening to me in a bad way and I'm always attracting these bad people in my life and I'm always poor and I never have money and I never can get the raise, I never can get the job. That is your truth. Like literally that is your reality and you're going to continue to create that truth and that reality. And so I think if we just remember that our words, our thoughts really create our truth and our reality and just being more intentional around the things we choose to focus on, because that is always a choice. It is. And the thing is, if you think about it, I forgot the phrase. It's actually written on a chalkboard in my, in my kitchen. Don't laugh, but I'm not going to walk over to that. And it's something about relationships. It's like paying attention is what nurtures relationships. It's, that's not the saying, but it's true. Like when you first mm. meet somebody, let's just talk about in a relationship, we're all married. You pay so much attention to details. You notice everything. You nurture all those things. And then, you know, we take each other for granted and, you know, we wax and wane. But if we think about any goal we have, even the goal of when you first meet someone and you fall in love, you're paying attention in a positive way. And if we approach things that way, it's just such, first of all, it's fun. I mean, let's, right. I mean it, it's so fun, right? And every, <laughs> yeah, everybody exactly. always says, oh, but then it's all phase one, new relationship. But I disagree. I've always, I think that it's not about phase one. It can evolve mm. a relationship with your partner, but it can still be so exciting and wonderful if you pay attention in a way that you see that person in a great way. Like this is the person that's in my life that I love, that helped me raise our kids, that's been building props forever and put a mattress in a car to shoot a film this morning at 5 a.m. I mean, I've got the greatest partner, right? But I could also be like negative about it. It's just the way you decide and you perceive a person is either going to be positive or negative. If you have positive intentions towards those people, and you know what happens is the more negative you are towards them, they actually become that way. They will not disappoint. And so, but, yeah. you know, the more mm -hmm. you see them in that light, they it's weird, but all of a sudden you're like, I knew it. And then you're right. You get to be right. 
I don't know if you want to be happy or right. I, I choose happy. And so if I see my husband in this way that I've been the last and also grateful, you know, unfortunately, it took a disease for me to say like, oh, my gosh, I really don't want him to go anywhere. He's my best friend. And mm. I almost I'm grateful for it because now I get to see like this person is so amazing and we're there for each other. But if but there's times I haven't thought that way. And, and ladies, they he showed up exactly, exactly the way I thought he was. Wow. That's so interesting. And I, I think that's a perfect segue into some of these processes that we've mentioned loosely throughout the show so far. And I just want to go through them really quickly. And then let's pull out a couple that we feel that we've used either accidentally in the past or intentionally now. So these again are methods to allow you to not just ask and think about what you want, but how to allow that to come into your life. Because a lot of these processes, when I first read the book, I was like, whatever, no way, blah, blah, blah. This is crazy. <laughs> and I think not, I put it to the test. I took one of these or maybe two or three of these processes, put it to the test because I was listening to this book on audio on my way to Miami to a conference. And there was, of course, a house. There was this house <laughs> that we came across. And it was such an impossible situation. It wasn't even like we were actively looking. It was like, oh, open house. Let's go be nosy. and. <laughs> I love architecture and design. So I love checking out really cool houses. Fell in love with the house. And I was like, how can I bring this into our life? But it was seems so, so, so impossible. And so I'm reading this book and I said, you know what? Because I halfway didn't believe half of the stuff in there. I was like, I'm just going to put it to the test. You know, kind of just like, whatever. I'm just going to test this. And I did. And I made a phone call. The person who needed to make the decision was on the phone. And I presented this ridiculous offer, like absolutely ridiculous. And they were like, oh, yeah, I think that I can pass it on to the owner. I think he would accept it. And I literally started freaking out. I was like, holy, like this, this actually works. You know, it was crazy. Yeah. And so then I started taking it more seriously after that experience. But I want to just share these processes because if you choose to apply one or all, you're going to see magic. You're going to see miracles happen. So the first one is Rampage of Appreciation. The second is the Magical Creation Box. The third is the Creative Workshop. Fourth is Virtual Reality. Fifth is the Prosperity Game. Then the Process of Meditation. The next is Evaluating Dreams. Then it goes into the Book of Positive Aspects, Scripting, the Placemat Process. I did scripting the other day and it worked. Ooh, oh, I got to tell you a story about scripting too. Segment intending, wouldn't it be nice if, question mark, which thought feels better, the process of clearing clutter for clarity, the wallet process, pivoting, the focus wheel process, finding the feeling place, releasing resistance to become free of debt, turning it over to the manager, reclaiming one's natural state of health, and the last, moving up the emotional scale. So I know there's a lot. I think there's like 21 in total. And Toby, when you were sharing that story recently, it reminded me of the rampage of appreciation. My God, it's the best. That's to me, if you take one thing, honestly, and you go out in the world and you just start looking at things literally, like I'm appreciative for that. I'm appreciative for that. I got the parking spot. I've got my, you know, appreciation of your relationships. I think your world will shift. Yeah. That one is so simple. Just being grateful for anything. Yeah. And everything. I mean, and it makes you feel good. I will do this. It's a meditation where you're body scanning 
and you're not only body scanning, you're, for me, I add a lot, um, the rampage of appreciation on top of that. So I never called it that before. I'm calling it now. So, (laughs) but you're laying flat, whatever surface, your bed, your floor, your, your sofa, but you're laying flat. And then you start at either your toes, which I do, or your head. And then you start paying attention to every body part as you go down or up your body front and then back. And then you add a a thank you or a thought of gratitude or appreciation. And so I'm thankful for my toes. I'm thank you for, you know, for my feet. I'm thankful. And then you just continue to go up and up. And then as you continue to do that, you start feeling just better and better, happier and happier, lighter and lighter as you get, (laughs) you're just like, whoa. I mean, it feels so good just to be appreciative, even if it's just your body. Like, because someone of us have, you know, body issues, even if you're like, we've, let, let's say my left knee has been acting up. And instead of like, oh, my knee hurts, my knee, I'm like, I am so grateful that I have my knee. Like, I'm so right. grateful I can use my knee to walk, to jump, to run. I mean, just as Toby said, shifting our thoughts, being grateful for the little things. And then you could start naming other things that we could, you know, walk by every day, take advantage, you know, just take for granted. And then it really puts you into that feeling, that feeling good space. But more importantly, it puts you into it now, like right now. And what's really interesting, I thought, because I'm, you know, all about the sharing and getting, and it was letting go. Like I told my daughters to listen to the book or read it. But like, I've been able to say like, it's still their journey if they do or they don't. But when you're in a positive space, it does help other people around you, even if they didn't read the book, become more positive, like, because you're not buying in. And I was telling the ladies before we got on, like, my daughters will vent to me about them each other. And you know what I told them the other day, I said, I I don't want to hear it. And I wasn't being disrespectful. I just didn't want to take on that negative vibration. And I'm, I'm telling you guys, they're getting along better. It's just like by presenting yourself vibrationally happy, even if they're not in a good space, you don't take that on to yourself. It doesn't mean you're not compassionate. It doesn't mean you don't care, but you don't own it. That's their reality. And you just, you know, you're supportive. But like in the past as a mother, I would take that on. Okay. That's right. Yeah. I, and I can't do it. And it's not because I don't love them because it's not helping them. You ever notice you take all that on and you're like, I doesn't do a darn thing. Right. <laughs> I agree. I just took on the world. It just makes you frustrated, yeah. you know? And you're not happy. And then- That's right. It literally manifests and it continues for them though. Because what I noticed is by virtue of me not taking that on, they've been better, which is crazy. So I think that it's not like it can come off wrong. Like, oh, well, you don't care about people. You do and you can listen to them, but you don't have to make that about become your thing. You have to. Exactly. And if you vibrate back out there, like, I'm solidly happy in where I am. And I hope that you can be solidly happy, but you take care of yourself. It's weird, but it actually ends up, you notice that other people start transforming too. It's bizarre. I don't even know. If you told me this, I would have said, no way. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Because if that's something that you want and you're like, I want my my girls to be closer, to have a stronger friendship, relationship, be kinder. And this is something that you want. And you then turn that ener- that attention back to you where you are maintaining your happy space, your positive space. 
And then the result was that your daughters had a stronger relationship. So it's literally going back to you. It's like, you know, Barbara and I were having a conversation about the, you know, when you fly, you're told to, if the plane is going down, you put the mask on yourself and then you assist those that can't assist themselves, right? Your children, elders. But the point to take away is you put the mask on yourself first so you can be helpful to others. And so when you see that mass, that oxygen that's flowing through as that vibrational energy, as positive thinking, as how can you feel better? How can you feel happier? How can you feel healthier? And you put that attention on you, it absolutely helps those around. I mean, it's really hard to believe though. It really is hard to believe though. You just have to trust that it works. <laughs> yeah, it works. You try it and it works. <laughs> yeah, I haven't tried those ladies, but I will say that I tried process 12. Wouldn't it be nice? Oh, yeah. And we spoke on it, you know, a little earlier, but like my son is going through something I didn't understand. I mean, I did not understand it for nothing in the world. And I just was like, really not thinking that I would ever. (laughs) And I did that. I said, you know, wouldn't it be nice if someone helped me understand? Mm. Wouldn't it be nice if somebody gave me a different perspective? Like, Mm. you know, because I really, and I will, I also needed to add I wanted someone who was a peer or someone who I looked up to, to be able to explain it to me in a parent to parent (laughs) term, a way for me as a parent to understand or as someone of an older generation. And I kept saying that to myself. I was like, wouldn't it be nice if somebody just explained it to me the right way to help me understand what I'm, help me not feel this way, you know, towards what he's going through because what he's going through is valid. I just don't get it. And, you know, not even a week went by and I did. Someone called me about a completely different situation, asked how my lovely son was doing. I vented (laughs) and they were able to explain it to me. And by the end of that conversation, I truly understood. And I saw the different perspective and my anxiety all but disappeared. It was that process to me. And you got to tell me, sometimes I'll go, wouldn't it be nice if I had some movie tickets? Wouldn't it be that, like, I find myself just being silly, but just being like, man, wouldn't it be nice if I got me some? So, because, like, it really was effective to me. But I'm going to tell you this, too. The, I'm trying to remember which process, the wallet process. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. So, ladies, and I don't know if, I, I think I told you this, Nova, but so I was reading the wallet process and I was like, huh. I really need my roof done, but we don't have the funds right now to allocate towards that. And I was like, but we really, really need to get this roof done. We need to start saving. We need to do all, you know, there's, you know how that goes. Right. And I was like, but every year we do, we say it and it just doesn't get done, you know? So I was like, no, we're going to do it this year. I took not $100. I put $200 in my wallet mm. and I, you know, and I did what the process said. I did what I was supposed to do. I was like, nope. I could buy that, but I got other things to do with that. And, you know, and it, it did. It felt really nice to be able to know that you can afford something. But, but not spend the money. Yeah. Linda, but not to spend the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And kid you not, kid you not, we needed a few thousand to get this route done. Again, priorities, priorities, because the money always goes different ways. You know, when you have a family of six, I got $8,000 in my bank account. Nice. What, <laughs> what the heck? We needed $5,000 to get the roof done. Okay, listen. Wow. And I went, 
this is unexpected. Like completely unexpected. Wow. We did not see this money. I mean, this money was definitely due us. But when I tell you, we didn't see this money coming. It wasn't in our mind. It right. wasn't. That's crazy. We, nothing. Like it wasn't anything that we thought would be in our, like nothing at all. So when it showed up, we were like, what the heck? You know, and of course, you know, when we, we realized, you know, where it came from, we were like, oh, okay. But when I tell you it was unexpected. That's great. But I told my husband, let me tell you about the wallet process. Okay. <laughs> because, right. again, it happened within about two weeks of me going, this is what I'm going to start. This is what we're going to do. I had him start. I told my husband, start looking for roof builders before the money even came into the bank. Oh, I love it. Making, yeah, preparing as as if you already have it. As if we already have it. That is such a powerful thing to do. And again, it, it talks about that in the Bible. And you, it's like you have received it. If you, if you ask for it, you have received it. So why wouldn't you be preparing for it? As mothers, we knew a baby was coming. And so we started preparing for that baby. Right. It's just as real as that. I have a really cool story. Well, I hope you guys think it's cool about <laughs> scripting. And this is when I was a teenager. So I had no clue about any of this stuff, but I was one of the things I was at that age and even into my 20s was super intentional. If I wanted something, I just made it happen. It was just, it, there was no, oh, well, what if it doesn't? No, it's just like, this is what I want. I want to make the track team. This is what I'm going to do. I want to be captain. This is what I'm going to do. I want whatever it was. And I want a scholarship. I got a scholarship. So it was, I didn't know any different. And then I feel that life happens. You get older and the world starts beating down on you and you become more doubtful, more fearful, more pessimistic. But anyway, I was about 19 years old. I was studying abroad in Spain and I love to plan everything. And at some point I stopped doing that. I really need to go back to that. But anyway, I would write everything down that I wanted. And so I took out my notebook and I wrote down the year. Now, mind you, I was not in, I was dating, but it wasn't a serious relationship. It was a fairly new relationship. I wrote down the year I was going to get married, how many children I was going to have, but then check this out, guys. I wrote down the years that my children were going to be born. (laughs) That's insane. I kid you not. And there was some other details. And I said, well, this is scenario one and this is scenario two. And we moved into a new home three years ago and we're unpacking our boxes. And here I come across the notebooks I had when I was in Spain. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know I still had these, blah, 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 blah. But I do remember writing something down. So I'm flipping through the notebooks and there it was in front of me, two scenarios. And this was, I was 19. I was like, get married at da, 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 da. I got married when I said I would. I had my children on the years that I said I would. Isn't that crazy? I said I was going to have four children. I had four children. Crazy. Crazy. And my, so that was 19 years old, not in a serious relationship, dating, but not in a serious relationship. Got married at 24 years old, had my first child what, three years later, and then my last child, however many years later, but literally had written all of that down. That's so bizarre. But that's, it's true. It's intentionality. I know, I know that. I mean, that is bizarre. But I'm saying like, when you decide, when you decide authentically, like you're going to do it, it happens. And then, but it has to be like, I keep harping on that because my kids call me, by the way, Miss Harper, because I repeat <laughs> myself. <laughs> They're lovely, aren't they? <laughs> but it has to be authentic. 
It can't be just like you say it. It has to be like you truly believe it. Like you believe it and it's, it becomes real. It's a reality. It is your reality. Yeah. And then going back to 17 seconds away from 68 seconds. Yeah, I love that. The point is, <laughs> Barbara said she was nervous about her thoughts. Well, you can start thinking about something. It's not going to instantly happen. And so there is a buffer, which is roughly 68 seconds. When you put more attention to it, then things start moving around right? And to make that thing come to you, whatever it is, if it's health, if it's wealth, if it's relationship, whatever it is. So the more you put your attention on it and the more intense those feelings are towards it, the faster it turns into that physical thing, that reality, that experience, that circumstance. And so if you're just thinking of something for 17 seconds, it starts the motion of attraction. When you get to 68 seconds, things already are starting to fall in place for that to happen. But what happens, I think, for most of us is we may think about something for, I don't know, 20 seconds, 35 seconds. I go, ah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, when you meet somebody and you know, that's pretty much in that first minute. When you meet someone, when I met my husband, he, we, it's a long story, but we, he went to the restroom. I was with a girlfriend and she goes, you like him? I go, I do. And she like, it was, the vibration was already there. I, I had, there was, the attraction was there and, and look, we're married 31 years. And so usually when you have this really positive emotion towards someone or something or an event or a goal, it really does conspire to work out. Oh yeah. That was from the alchemist too, right? Yeah. Like the universe conspires. Yeah, it does. And I favorite, totally yeah. believe that. Oh, that's such a yeah. good book too. That is such a good book. Season one, guys, book one, season one, The Alchemist. It's, it's, a journey. it's a journey. That's where it starts. And baby, that's a great book. The world yeah. will conspire for us if we make a decision, we want something. That's right. That's right. And then this book tells you how to not only make the decision, but truly allow yourself to get it. Because I do feel that our past experiences limit our thoughts and beliefs in the things that we want to accomplish in life. You know, and it could be the people around us and what they've said or what we've heard and what we've read and, you know, what's happened to us in the past and blah, 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 blah. So this, it could only happen this way or it will never happen. Right. The point is none of that matters. It's really how you're feeling right now. What is it you want? And then believing that you can have it. And if that belief is interpreted or not interpreted, but interrupted by thoughts of worthiness or like I said, negative experiences in the past, then that's going to kind of Imagine a kid with their hands folded or adults, right? Could we do it too? You cross your hands around your chest and you go, no, <laughs> right? It's like, nope, nope, nope. So it's like, oh, I want that basket of flowers. And then you cross your arms. So the person that's standing in front of you, they can't even give it to you because your, your arms aren't out to receive it. And that's the world. That's the world. And the thing is, if you think about it, a lot of people that tell you you can't do it is because they don't believe they can do it. And then you mm. let, and then you buy in, you buy in. Don't buy in. That's right. And your experience is not someone else's and their experience right. is not yours. That's right. And I think as parents, we have to remember that for me, that's, it's still such, I'm still growing as a parent for kids. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Every day. Yeah. And it's still learning. And when we understand it's not our job to control, I'm saying using the word control because the powerful world word, someone else's journey it's so freeing. It's, like when oh we understand gosh. our responsibility is to control our journey. 
And then we can determine, well, what is it that we want? We want healthy children. We want children that are going to um, love us back or love me back. I mean, that's what you're controlling are your thoughts, your feelings. That is really hard. Like if you would have even told me that, and we're in season two, last book, that a month ago, I would have said, (laughs) but honestly, (laughs) the more I let go and let them have their own journey, the more they thriving. And I, if you, I don't know how it's possible. Yeah, I don't I even understand it, both. but just, it's amazing. And it's also showing them you believe in them and it get, builds their confidence. So if you're going to control their journey, there's a little bit of saying like, I don't know if I believe that you can do it on your own. I mean, I've grown children. I know that they can do it on their own and they're going to make mistakes and I've made mistakes, but you learn from them and I'm going to let them do it. And it's freeing beyond comprehension. It's really freeing. It is. Yeah, for sure. Wow. I can't believe, I mean, we literally can go on and on. I'd even touch on these other processes that I've no. started using. I loved your example of the wallet process, Barbara, and the rampage of appreciation is it's it's easy so one. effective. Start there. So, Start there. Yeah. Easy. But read the book, read the book and then read it again. And again, and again, the what if it would be nice if that one's super powerful, because I think also, oh, wouldn't it be nice if I can go on vacation this year in Jamaica versus, oh, I really want to go on Jamaica. Oh, it's not going to happen because of this and that. and then. Yeah. But when we say, wouldn't it be nice if we completely let our guard down, we allow ourselves to go there visually. We're actually bringing in another process, which is visualization or they call it, yeah, virtual reality, at least what they're right, calling it, right. which is visualization. And you're holding on to that thought and you're like, oh, wouldn't it be nice if, which means you're already bringing that positive feeling into it. And again, it's just not just asking, but allowing yourself to get whatever it is that you want. I think that I just want to continue as you're saying, uh, Toby, Harper, harp on that, the harp on it. Yeah, yeah. It's, we ask all the time. We have desires in us about everything all the time, but then we cross our arms you know, over our chest and we're refusing to be receptive of the things that we want in life. And so I absolutely love this book because it really guides us on how to slowly uncross those arms and how to make those shifts from the glass half empty to the glass half full and not just the easy situations, but the most difficult and challenging situations. And so that's why I love this book. I think that if you read it once, you're going to probably get, I don't know, 20% out of it, 30%, whatever. But then you read it again and you can truly open it up and just continue to go back to it over and over again to help you through whatever situation you're in. Absolutely love it. Me too. Thank you so much. Great book. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. I don't know. And I think it's a really great way to end with starting with The Alchemist in season one to end with Ask and Who's Given in season two. It's just, it's very synchronistic. (laughs) yes it really is because you almost both happen simultaneously if you asking and it shows up the world the message of the alchemist is that the world will conspire to get you what you want you just have to that's right yay that is so awesome (laughs) it's like full circle (laughs) yes right it's so cool and you get excited when you're reading this book. You're really, you're like, oh, well, let me just try it. That's what I did. And let me just try it. And I was halfway doubting. And boy, was I slapped in the face with, holy smokes, this stuff really works. And then I'm excited. I'm excited to continue to apply it. There's obviously a lot to the book. So 
you just take it in spoonfuls and test it. Try it in different aspects of your life. And like I said, see the miracles happen, see the magic happen. I think we are over time, but that's that's okay. It was worth it was worth spending more time and not rushing this particular book. And I am grateful for all the listeners that are, you know, listening to this information who found Tuesday's book club, who's able to not only get the book, listen to the book, read the book, but share the knowledge with those that they love, see the impact on their lives. So I'm just calling it out. I'm just super grateful right now for all that are going to be impacted by this show. Me too. Me it's too. great. Thank you so much, ladies. Yes. All right. Well, any last words before we close it out? Ooh, just get the book. <laughs> you guys are like, just get the book. <laughs> Have a wonderful day. You know what? Just see the good. Yes. Life's too short not to. That's so exactly. true. 100%. Start with season one, but hey, if you want to go backwards to season two, whatever floats your boat, each book came to us in its perfect time. Whatever book calls to you is for you at the perfect time. So definitely check out the book list, both season one and season two. Always grateful to have you. If you haven't yet, please subscribe, tell a friend, tell them to subscribe, and we'll see you next time. This is Nova. Toby. And Barbara. And it's Tuesday's Book Club exclusively on the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network. And that's Kangaroo with the U. Until next time, peace. Bye. Bye.